you know, considering how long you've been here, how you would describe Denton to someone who has never been to Denton ever? It's, you know, rooted in music, number one. I think there's there's deep roots to that from being, you know, the first jazz a higher education program in the nation. This is Joey Lichty, a local computer programmer and musician who goes by the stage name DJ Yadef. He's lived in Denton since 2003, when he came to UNT to pursue an undergraduate degree in computer science. Now, he's more or less a fixture in the city's entertainment scene, even serving on Denton's public art committee. You could say he's almost an unofficial ambassador for the best college town in Texas. It's also kind to creatives I would say if you are a eclectic you know you're doing something off the beaten path we will accept you and not only we will will we accept you is we will celebrate you and uh, champion you in ways that you may have not anticipated which kind of is what's happening with this whole palooza thing the Palooza thing he's referring to is Denton Palooza, an all-day eclectic mix of a show slated for Friday, December 3rd, that will pay homage to some of Denton's most notable people, places, and things. This is the first, and possibly only time, the festival will take place. Lichty hasn't quite decided on its future yet, fitting considering the unexpected way the whole thing took shape. It wasn't even intent, my intention. This was, it came from a very strange, uh, strange origin, I would say. Those origins trace back to the farewell shows for J&J's Pizza, where many local musicians and residents gathered to say goodbye to the famed pizza parlor located on the Denton Square. It was more or less like, for that show at J&J's, it was like the final show. Uh, Eric, who I believe, are you also talking to Eric? My name is Eric Michener, and I have lived in Denton for 20 years, almost on and off. Uh, I started as a student at UNT. Um, I've been playing music uh, locally um, during that whole time. Uh, I'm the lead singer and songwriter of the band Fishboy. So here's what more or less kicked off the inspiration for Denton Palooza. I had a CD or an album release show uh, on the last week of J&J's shows. And uh, the album I had just put out in the spring was heavily inspired by Denton. And um, without going into like a lot of detail, there, there's like a narrative plot line. And there's, an, there's like an old man in the story. In my younger telling a story about an old man, um, this guy who's on the list named Lynn walks off the street and he comes in and starts dancing and he's an old man with a long gray beard and it's very similar to the person in the story. And I start asking him questions about Denton in the 70s because my story took place um, in the 70s where a man experiences Denton in the 70s and then he ages into Denton today. And um, this whole, it just spiraled this whole weird, <laughs> this whole weird experience of, of something that I had, had written manifesting it 
it itself into something real real and i think joey was in the back of the room seeing this happen and was inspired by that and there was also talk that we were trying to get um um this uh this tiger-headed piano player to open our show we were trying to get joshua the tiger head keyboard dude if you aren't familiar with the tiger head keyboard dude well you should be familiar with him because he's awesome he can typically be seen carrying his keyboard around north lakes or university drive and he plays his music on street corners at shopping centers and in neighborhoods we were struggling to um get his interest to play at that show we thought we wanted like a special guest you know cherry on top kind of thing that would just be so dent and it hurt right um and well not really really but you know do you know what i mean you get what i'm saying <laughs> and and that was something we tried to do we you know talked to them in passing said hello to him um but he didn't have like a reliable way to communicate with him um so ultimately you know we just kind of shrugged and thought okay well the shows would be fun anyway you know um but that kind of always stuck in my head because i see the guy out there all the time i drive down the street clearly he loves to play music in front of people like if he does it every day you know what i mean like it's something that's probably it's music is in this kid's heart you know he's a young guy he's like i think he's 18 or 19 or something and i just it just stuck with me i was like i gotta get this kid on a stage somewhere like if anybody can do that i bet i can um and so that's really the big the catalyst that had me thinking about it. i didn't know what it would be but then i just started thinking like what would that show start to look like and that's what today's episode is all about how denton palooza went from random thought to inside joke to reality this show is in fact shaping up to be so denton it hurts with a lineup featuring well, we'll get to that in a minute. Although our intro song may provide a hint. There it goes. On this episode of UNT Pod, join me, Erin Crisales, to learn more about what to expect at the first ever Denton Palooza and why it just may be the perfect way to celebrate Little D's massive charm. farewell shows may have ended, but Lichty couldn't stop thinking about all the off-the-wall aspects that comprise life in Denton. Like say, for instance, hitting one of the city's notoriously gigantic potholes while watching the street preacher who yells at passersby, or weirdly delightful sights like the dancing Uncle Sam by Double Daves, or UNT's Lucky the Albino Squirrel. And then it just popped in my head, like, you know, Denton fringe characters not really like that they're music performers or not but just like what if they were all together you know just by no reason other than yeah we love Denton and we live and do our crazy stuff in Denton you know what I mean so Lichty made a fake festival flyer typing in all the names of the Denton-centric people and things he had encountered 
And if you'd like to check out that flyer, you can find the link in our show notes. Of course, there were notable figures like Tigerhead Keyboard Dude, Denton Spider-Man, and Frenchie. There were items like the old Howdy Doody sign and a glizzy, a slang term for hot dog that has taken on a life of its own these days in Denton. And there were common sights, like a car going the wrong direction down Hickory, and the dreaded back-end parking spots. Other residents got in on the fun, too, posting suggestions in the Denton Downtowners Facebook group. People found it really funny. Like, once, once I put the Denton Palooza on top and I shared it online, like, that, that day was pretty crazy because I've never had, I mean, and I hesitate to say that it went viral. I don't even think that's the case. But, like, my phone has never blown up that much, basically. Like, it was just constant pings, right? Uh, and then people started asking how do I get a ticket? And I was like, uh, you don't, this doesn't exist. It's a, it's a joke thing. It's a silly, uh, silly image. It's, it's not real. And then they kept asking that. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I should do this. Right. So he assembled a small group of friends to help make Denton Palooza a reality. In addition to tickets, they sold t-shirts and hoodies to raise money for the festival with all proceeds benefiting pancreatic cancer research and the Denton arts and music collaborative Thanks to sponsors like Rose Costumes, More Fun Comics and Games, Recycled Books, Smile and Rick's Tattoo, and LSA Burger, who have helped to buy the necessities for the event. By early November, the team had raised more than $5,000 for charity, a testament to how much Denton Palooza had already captured the collective imagination. Part of it, Lifty says, is just the hyper-locality of it all. It's one of those, if you know, you know, type of things. But also, I think after being away from concert venues for so long with the pandemic, people just want something wholesome that is not divisive in any way. That's just like, you know, an ice cream cone with sprinkles on top. You know, you just want something that is like an escape, a wholesome, just what could be wrong with that, you know? Um that kind of escapism, I think, is sorely needed uh, to everyone on the planet. Well, you know, I'm wondering from the list that ultimately ended up on on the flyer that you created, is there one person or thing on the list that you would say is your absolute favorite? The thing that pops out at me here is um, Sean from Midway Mart. I love this guy. I've known him. I should, that's part of the reason why I put him on there is because I want to know him better. Uh, I've known him in the casual sense of like, I'm standing in line and I pay for my alcohol and snack and then I get out of there because there's people waiting behind me, right? So like, I feel like he's a good friend that I've talked to for 20 total minutes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, because I've, you know, even you know, almost 20 years now, I've gone to Midway Mart to, you know, buy the six pack or whatever and take it to a friend's house because that was the only place that you could get craft beers, right? And I don't think he gets enough credit for that for starting ultimately what became like a must have for every beer place in the town. And I mean, certainly like he was ahead of the, out of the curve big time. For everyone else who wants to get to know Sean from Midway Mart a little better and give him props for all the great craft beer he's brought our way, you're in luck. 
He's officially part of the Denton Palooza lineup, with Lichty set to interview him at 5.30 p.m. You can find the full schedule at DentonPalooza.com, but here's a rundown of a few things you can expect to see. Early in the day are the kid-friendliest activities, although Lichty promises the entire event will get no wilder than a PG-13 rating. You can also expect an interview with local lawn care legend Frenchie, a comedy show, and a flatten-the-earth pinata party. There also will be a costume contest throughout the day, with the winner set to take home a $250 gift certificate to Rose Costumes. And there will be plenty of variety acts, too, including the DJ on the square, featuring a mechanical bull, the beat machine dude, featuring a glizzy, and a psychedelic flute player. I was like, who could represent that? Like, I knew there's the dude, uh, oh, what's his name? I forget his name, but he plays two flutes at once. I don't know if you've ever seen him at Dan's. I forget his name exactly. Um, but I've seen him a couple times. And uh, uh, I thought about him, but I didn't know how to get in contact with him. And then this gal just hit me up. She was like, I can do it. I can be a psychedelic flute player. I was like, sold. You're making it easy for me, right? Like, <laughs> I, like I, this is, it's very helpful when people go volunteering. Like, yes, I want to represent that. I will be there at this time. And that's an easy way to get on the list, I suppose. I feel like it's hard to get psychedelic flute player volunteers. So um... yeah, I jumped at the opportunity. I wasn't going to wait <laughs> because if someone's going to uh, wear that on their sleeve, then yes, you can do that. I'm not going to give you a vetting process. There will be plenty of notable local musicians as well, including Mitchner, who will perform under the moniker, the time capsule exhumers. That, that is inspired by the time capsule that was buried in the 90s and was supposed to be exhumed in 2012 and the building which is the wells fargo building had exchanged hands and um, they weren't on top of the fact that they needed to dig up this time capsule the time was nigh like we it's time to open this you know the floor is instructing you to break it apart like what are you gonna not do it and then they didn't, which is the craziest thing. The city was like, yeah, we're not going to open that time capsule. And so it was a, uh, it was a unofficial holiday for uh, about a year until they realized that maybe it did not show them in the best of light to have people gathering around the outside of their building, um, poking fun at their lack of initiative, I suppose. But I'm going to take 15 minutes and... Um, celebrate that time capsule and um, also celebrate any other people on the list of things, Denton-related things that we haven't hit yet. The great Denton-based musician and radio host Paul Slavens also is slated to perform, bringing his time-tested and well-honed talents for improvisation to the Denton Palooza stage. Paul Slavens, you know, Denton Institution. Hey, this is Paul Slavens. Uh... I've lived in Denton basically since about 1984. I came here to work on my master's in music theory. And uh, then I joined a band called Ten Hands and did that for uh, many years. We still play around. Uh, and then uh, I got uh, into doing uh, improvisational comedy and voiceover and acting work. And, uh, you know, I've just been playing music and bands and stuff in Denton for all these years. And now I'm the coordinator of dance musicians at the University of North Texas. I can tell you where I know him from is uh, at Dan Silverleaf. He had a show when I was in college that was 
essentially an impromptu song uh, arrangement where you would write a, a like a gross thing like butt cheeks or something on a slip of paper and give him a five dollar bill and he would go to town on that topic for you know as long as his song was he would just invent a song well you know i i played every monday night at dan silverleaf making up songs for probably at least 15 years escaping the spiraling vortex of ikea Spaceship out by Rigel 9. Kicking warp 3, everything's feeling fine. Next thing you know, subspace scanners pick up a sign. I'll think to myself, what the hell, man, that isn't right. So I had a lot of, I've had a lot of practice at it, and then I was part of the four day weekend improvisational comedy group, but really, the improving songs began way back in the Ten Hands days, and um, one of the things I've been lucky is that I'm able to just kind of spout out doggerel. Doggerel is basically, you know, cheap cheap rhymes, <laughs> cheap poetry. The sky is blue, the sun is bright, the stars and moon are out in the night. The grass is green, the leaves are brown, and they're all falling down. You know what I mean? It's it's easy for me to, to just make up kind of cheap poetry, which turns into lyrics. And he'll appear with a very special, and this time not an invited guest. One of our team members, uh, Riley, uh, she's <laughs> has this insane costume of <laughs> the, the murder Kroger rodent. She's uh, <laughs> dressing up as the, so one of the Krogers is called the murder Kroger because there was a murder in the parking lot years and years back. And also that Kroger, there were a infestation of rats at some point and or mice and or whatever. And so they had to shut down the Kroger, that same Kroger. And so we thought it would be funny if we had the murder Kroger rodent, which is just by itself is like a beautiful collection of syllables to just have in, in a topic. Like, I love that that is a thing that my town is known for, to have a murder Kroger rodent. I'm going to just make up songs, and I think that the, the murder rat is going to try and get the song title suggestions for me. So the rodent's going to go into the crowd and ask the crowd for suggestions of what we should kill, because that's what the murder Kroger wants, rodent wants to do. And then we'll take them up to Paul. Paul will make a song out of it, and we'll make it kind of a a crowd participation thing there. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> Maybe the only thing that could possibly follow Slavens in a human-sized Kroger rodent is the most Denton of all Denton music groups. Uh, my name is Carl Finch, and I uh, am in the band Brave Combo. I live in Denton, Texas. I uh, attended the University of North Texas. I have a uh, bachelor's in graphic design and a uh, master's in uh, a drawing and painting. 
and then uh, the band started shortly after I finished uh, my master's. Uh, Brave Combo started, and then we were carried away by that. I mean, what can you say about Brave Combo, Grammy winners? Uh, what did they call it? Nuclear polka? We couldn't figure out why there weren't any bands that we knew of, at least, who took polka music as the, their inspiration, but played it like a rock band. Like, cause it's still great beat. I mean, you know, you could put, I mean, the polka beat's a cool beat. So, I mean, if you take all the attachments that society and the mainstream world has put onto it, it's a pretty cool thing, you know? But the nuclear meant that we were bringing it up to the modern, modern times. Since the band first started its adventure with nuclear polka back in 1979, Brave Combo has become synonymous with Denton. As someone who's lived and played here for more than four decades, what's Finch's favorite thing about Denton? Uh, right now, it's Denton Palooza. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, boy, there's something about how all of that came together, which just so reminds me of how Brave Combo came together. It was sort we were sort of serious, sort of not, but we still believed in something. Uh, and so it, it was like a concept, you know, that grew. It was just a concept. It was, it was first, it was an idea. And I really miss Denton being the kind of place that stumbles through everything and discovers stuff because it's so dorky and stumbly. Carl, by the way, um, uh, has he was all over this. I, I like. I guess the idea landed when I made that uh, image. I guess their social media manager sent them the link to it and was like, "Hey, look at this. People think this is funny." And I emailed their offices, and he was like, "More support than anyone's ever supported this." He was like, "All in." He was like, "This is what Denton is about." Denton was this bastion of weirdness. You know, and it really was, and it's just with no rules. And back in when Brave Combo started, it was just this place that I, I mean, you can talk to anybody my age about what it was like, and everybody will tell you it was like the Wild West. I mean, crazy ideas were happening everywhere. There was a ton of support for people just doing weird stuff, you know. And so when Joey came up with this, like, this just, this is, this is what Denton should be like put the concept and the weirdness first and then create something out of that. And really, Finch says, it's just exciting to see the whole weird idea come together and take shape into something truly, deeply memorable. Anything that ever happens in Denton that's like this, whatever this is, like the kid with the, the tiger on his head, you know, like it doesn't even matter what his intentions are. I, God bless him. I mean, I hope that Whatever he's trying to achieve, he's achieving it. You know, I really hope that, I think he is, but that, that could ex expand into something that's so much bigger than that. And when you think about it, this becomes a reflection for all of us, you know, in a way it's like, okay, what, why are we putting significance in this? And, and why, and I'm not normal, so I'll speak for myself. Why is this so thrilling to me? And speaking of Tigerhead keyboard dude, he'll make an appearance as well, about two hours after Brave Combo performs. Dentonpalooza attendees can even purchase a Tigerhead keyboard dude enamel pen at the festival, 
with all the proceeds benefiting the beloved musician himself. I was going to, I was going to ask you because I saw the photos on um, Den Downtowners where you um, like presented him with the pen. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just wondering what that experience was like. Cause I mean, it just feels so kind of like almost meta in a way, I guess, <laughs> but what, what it was yeah. like to present him with this pen of himself. Well, I wasn't entirely a stranger. I had um, talked to him a number of times, but never, uh, never really uh, in a, in that sort of arrangement where I'm giving someone essentially an effigy of themselves. Like that's, <laughs> that's something else, right? Um, he just, every day he, he gets up and he finds a, finds a corner and plays music, which is, I, I mean, what a perfect existence. Like that's amazing. Right. Um, and so from there, uh, I knew that I wanted, after spending some time with him, I knew that I wanted to help him out in some way beyond just the the show and getting him, you know, some $50 keyboard at a pawn shop or something like that, you know? Uh, and I think this is the way that I, that makes sense to me to, to do that. Um, not just, you know, it's almost, it's a memento for people that show up to the event and see his performance. And also it's just a direct benefit to him. So I think that's, that's the cool way that we're going to do that. Denton Palooza will no doubt be a ton of fun. For proof, just check out the festival's newest poster, which features illustrations of all the Denton characters mentioned in the now infamous meme. But like any festival, it's also been a lot of hard work for those planning it. But no matter how many hours he's put into it, Lichty has no regrets. He feels confident people will leave the festival feeling happier and more connected than when it started. Eric actually said this pretty poignantly when he he said something along the lines of, you see people in person that you may not have anything in common with other than you're all experiencing the minutia of the city from day to day and to you know, visually and physically acknowledge that you're all in this together. I mean, there's nothing bigger than that, right? Love it. (laughs) I hope they walk away from it um, just feeling closer to their neighbors, right? Just for one evening, if we can decide that we're going to be neighborly and have a fun time and see a man playing the keyboard with a tiger head on his shoulders, like, that's enough, right? Uh, just for that. Thank you for listening to Unity Pod. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Unity Social and on Instagram at